Coming up on this special episode, we talk to the Director of Media and Advertising at Esbar. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 22. We have a special episode this week. Uh, I am delighted to welcome Mark Finney, uh, the newly appointed Director of Media and Advertising at Isbar. Uh, the trade body that represents the advertiser community. Um, I'm going to be talking to Mark today about uh, the initiatives that Isbar are championing and also what's on his to-do list uh, as he approaches his new role. All on today's uh, Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. So Mark, welcome to ID.com's Media Snack. Thank you very much. Uh, You are the Director of Media and Advertising at Isbar. That's true. Newly appointed, been in the job I think, four, four weeks, weeks, just about. Many congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Young. For those that are watching and listening that don't know who Isbar are, is, um, can you provide an introduction? Yeah, Isbar. So uh, Isbar is the trade body that represents advertisers only. So it's the Incorporated Society of British Advertisers. Um, so unlike some of the other trade bodies that you will have heard of. IPA, for example, represents agencies. Uh, The Advertising Association, the AA, uh, is purely about public affairs. Um, Our only focus is on the the advertiser. We are the, we dub ourselves the voice of the British advertiser. And how how many members do you have at this point? Currently, I think it's at an all-time high. I think it's around 450 different brands represented, and that's about £10 billion worth of advertising spend. And so, and so, what, what what do you do? What are your what are your kind of guiding principles? You mean Isbar or Isbar? Yeah. yeah. So Isbar, and um, there's four main areas that that we uh, that we deal with. Uh, one is um, lobbying on behalf of advertisers to in, enable them to uh, advertise in a responsible way. So that might might mean working closely with government. For, so, for example, uh, a current issue is the uh, the mooted privatisation of Channel Four. Mm-hmm which we've lobbied very strongly against uh, because we believe that uh, Ch- Channel 4 um, is part of the diversity of broadcast ecosystem, reaches a unique audience, um, typically uh, more upscale, more male, yeah. and, um, and offers programming and audiences which are just not available mm. on mass market channels such as ITV, Channel 5, or whatever. So that's one example. Um, others might be um, unfair draconian legislation in areas like sugar and salt and high fat and so on so uh, so things like that um, we we uh, we lobby on behalf of advertisers right. um, and also uh, other regular regulatory bodies so the EU for example um, is something that, uh, an, an organization that we have a lot of dealings with um, and and their rulings affect advertisers in quite dramatic ways. Yeah. You know, so for example, data protection, data privacy is, a, is something coming fast, new laws on that due in 2018, and uh, there's a lot of money at stake for advertisers that get it wrong. Right. Um, so it's not just lobbying, but it's also understanding and preparing advertisers for the effect that these pieces of legislation might have on them. So you, so you champion the interests of, of advertisers in the Absolutely, UK? Absolutely, yeah. In, and, all, and, in all aspects, really. And your, your counterparts on the, on the agency side is the IPA? 
That's right. Do you have a healthy, uh, constructive, productive relationship yeah, with the I mean, we, we work side by side with the, the IPA. You know, another, you asked me about the, what Isbar does. I mean, another important tenant of, uh, the, uh, of the service is to foster better relationships with, with, uh, between advertisers and agencies. Mm-hmm. So obviously taking the lead on that, we want to ensure that we have a good and healthy, positive working relationship with the IPA. Um, so many of the things that um, sometimes ISBAR might be criticised for, for example, uh, the new media contract uh, that we can, you know, maybe you want to talk about that a little bit later. But, but if you could simplify the purpose of ISBAR in, in a simple phrase, what, what yeah. would it be? Uh, purpose is a, I think it's a really good word to use because there is a, there is a higher purpose to ISBAR, I think, than a, what the, I, I've talked about already. I've gone through some detail on uh, benefits, I suppose, to, to members. Um, but really, uh, the bigger purpose is to ensure that advertisers do have a strong and well-resourced trade body that can fight their corner. You know, so for advertisers, it's a, the responsible thing to do, to be part of ISBAR, mm. you know, part of the collective effort. If you want to have a strong trade body and benefits that that can deliver, um, you know, many advertisers don't mm. join. Um, because they think, well, you know, somebody else can do that for us yeah. and we'll just sit back behind, the, uh, behind their coattails. Um, but I think it's, a, it's the right thing for advertisers to do. So, Mark, you've been in the role for four weeks. Four weeks. Your, four weeks tomorrow. Your predecessor, uh, Bob Wotton, mm-hmm. uh, was in the role for two decades. 20 years, yeah. He actually left, left last Friday. Um, and uh, I, think this, I think it was two years, 20 years, sorry, to the day, I think, almost. Amazing. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, he championed so many issues on behalf of the mm-hmm. advertisers. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are massive shoes to fill. Yeah, um, they are. And it would be impossible to replace Bob, to be honest. He's a, he's a huge figure in media. And I would like to think that within the scope of this job, there's, there's enough... Uh, space for me to to do things in my own way and um, and I think it would happen like that anyway uh, so rather than f- trying to fill Bob's shoes I'd like to think that I'll wear different shoes Good. and do it in my own way and, and what what hot topics or key agenda items are you going to bring to your role in, in Isbar? Yeah um, well I, I think the way to look at it is where I can see gaps maybe uh, things that we're maybe not giving enough attention to mm. so um, there's a huge focus on digital um, for, for very good reasons. I mean, that's where a lot of the very, very big and difficult problems are. Yeah. Um, but it's also, there's also lots of distraction there, you know, with, uh, with issues relating to technology. Mm-hmm. Although they, they do assume a big, a big space in, our, in, in media. Um, relatively speaking, uh, for example, programmatic is still, is still small yeah. uh, compared to the spend that is going into, for example, TV and and, and other media. So I would like to think that maybe there's a way to, to rebalance our focus. Um, and we couldn't have a media snack without referencing, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the biggest issue of all, if you like, that's facing our industry at the moment, and that's transparency and the lack of trust, mm-hmm. perhaps, between advertiser and, and, and agency. Mm-hmm. How are ISBAR, again, beginning to sort of try and deal with, with the issues of, of transparency? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, this is a perennial, you know, it's, it's been around in some shape or form as an, as an argument between advertisers and their agencies since I started mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in media um, a long time ago now, getting on for three decades ago. Um, 
but I've never seen a time in our industry, industry's history since I've been involved anyway where the trust between advertisers and agencies has been so low um, and the, the relationship's so bad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a recent initiative which uh, IDcoms has helped and uh, input to is the development of a new um, media contract That's template right. yeah. which um, it, it, the idea being that it's a, it's a template which surfaces issues like uh, transparency in a very practical way mm-hmm. giving advertisers the arguments and the tools within a contractual framework yeah. to actually have these discussions with their agency again the purpose of this is to improve the relationship improve mm-hmm. trust um, the reason being that I mean the trading practices um, are opaque um, and it doesn't mean that all agencies are up to no good you know it's like the Panama Papers thing you know you shine a light on that uh, suddenly um, and it, the suspicion is that uh, there are um, murky dealings but it's not necessarily the case uh, what, what um, advertisers need is the ability to uh, to be able to get sight of what's really going on you know so for example the contract will uh, enable uh, those advertisers that choose to use it, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to audit yeah. um, an agency at, at network level, at group level. Yeah. So that con- their initial contract may be with a specific agency, but often uh, the suspicion is mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of the actual uh, trading and the, uh, the action is taking place at a higher level yeah. w- within a group deal or something. Yeah. So it obliges the agencies to make decisions in the best interests of clients, which you would hope that they would do anyway, but perhaps sometimes isn't always the case. Yes, I mean, that's, that's I think you've hit the nail on the head. I, I think um, there's, all, there's also a bigger area of uh, uh, murkiness, I could use that word you again. Can, you can use murkiness. Around, data, around data, you yeah. know, and, and what happens with clients' data once they, uh, once they commit their money to a, to a a campaign yeah. and an agency is learning and gathering lots of information um, what happens to it then mm. do they own it is it being used to um, assist one of their competitors mm. I mean this is nothing new you know I mean yeah. the issues around conflict uh, and so on and the uh, um, Chinese walls mm. all agencies face these questions yeah. but so it was, I mean it was, a, it, it was a brilliant it was a brilliant initiative and, and as yeah. you say we, we, we contributed to its its development. It was led by a colleague of yours, Debbie Morrison. Debbie Morrison. Um, yes, and it was launched uh, officially to your members uh, on Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday evening. That's right. Um, has, it, has it been shared with the IPA yet? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think um, there's no reason why it, it shouldn't be shared with the mm-hmm. IPA um, now. Now it's out of embargo and so yeah. on. So, yeah, I think they have it. And I understand that, that some of your some of your members have already started beta testing it, right? So I think that was part of the process of development where you can tell me yeah. <laughs> better than I can yeah. because it all happened before I arrived. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, there's been, a, there's been some already practical field testing yeah. of it. And, um, and the point to get across is that it's a template. It's not going to be useful for all in its, in its current state for all advertisers. They'll have to adapt it to their own needs and indeed they don't have to use it. But it, it's, it's, a, it's a landmark development, in my opinion. For 10 years, 
we haven't had anything that is broadly considered to be best practice in terms of framework, yeah. contractual framework that perhaps addresses the balance between agency and advertiser. Yeah. Uh, and this is very much protective of advertiser rights. Um, and and it's, uh, it's a brilliant initiative that you guys have, have come to the market with. Well, I kind of and um, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that, that most of your members, if they don't already have a robust enough contract, uh, will be using it. Okay, which brings us nicely on to uh, your American counterparts. The ANA are hosting their annual conference in Florida mm-hmm. next week. Uh, are you attending? Unfortunately, I won't be. Uh, I would have liked to, and uh, you know, maybe next year. But I had a prior commitment to okay. to go on a a boating trip <laughs> along some canals, I Sorry. believe. Sounds lovely. Uh, near Manchester. I'm so sure you'll uh, enjoy it. That'll be lovely, I think. And, uh, uh, but for the rest of the, uh, the, the American marketing and uh, procurement community, they're going to be in Florida. Yes. Uh, enjoying better weather than I'd imagine you will be. Um, and I think there is a sense of anticipation that uh, the ANA will reveal something from the recent uh, rebate investigation that's been mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you heard anything? Do you know if they're going to officially... Issue or share the report or or have any discussion around that? Well, I mean, one would hope so. I mean, that would be the perfect forum to do it, wouldn't mm. it? Um, but I do believe that um, the initial deadline for or their their um, their, their initial uh, prediction when they would have something to share has, has been delayed. Right. So okay. uh, yeah, let's hope so. But I'd imagine it's going to be a hot topic of gossip uh, and discussion yeah. around the corridors and and the bars of uh, the conference, which is probably where we'll find mm-hmm. Tom Denford uh, at some stage next week. Yeah, I mean, it's one to really watch, because if it does really gain traction in the US, then one can only imagine that it's going to come here next. So, uh, you know, these issues we talked about earlier, raised by the conference, and you know, all this is really yeah. quite timely. Um, so, um, uh, you know, we can, as an industry, gear up ready for that uh, if it does come. Well, we'll be keeping a close eye on that. Um, okay, well, thank you, Mark. Uh, it's been really insightful. Uh, it's a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. to you today, and I wish you the best of luck in your role. Very kind. Thanks um, a lot. And many congratulations. Well, thank, thank you for inviting me into your home. That's thank you very much. You like, tickle, our, you like tickle, our new tickle, books? Tickle oh, up the new Charles. collection of book, books, uh, which I think you said that... John yeah, Billet. as we mentioned in last week's episode, uh, they were generously donated by uh, John Billet. My former him. boss. There we go. There's yeah, another connection. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very, very fine gentleman. Uh, so Tom had to move all his Harry Potter uh, <laughs> stuff off there, I heard. Which uh, He's taken them to Florida with him. He's taken them to Florida, so, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, join us again next week when we will be trying to uh, deliver a live broadcast from Florida. That should be an experience for all of us. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, have a great weekend.